Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Jens Nelson. Thanks for being on the show, Jens. Oh, thanks, Whitney. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, I was pleased to meet Jens in Tampa uh, at an event. I guess we had lunch or, or dinner together. I can't remember which now. And uh, anyway, I knew he'd be a great guest and a pleasure to get to learn more about him and his business. But to him, he immigrated from Denmark and had a powerful mindset shift from being an employee to entrepreneur which I think so many listeners can relate to, and I look forward to getting into that. But he's built a personal portfolio of 82 units in less than three years by leveraging a strong team and still working full-time. Wow. And he's also been able to share uh, the benefit of real estate investing with more people by raising money for syndications. He he was able to raise 350000 in seven days. Wow, that's impressive. Thank you. Very impressive, Jens. So, Jens, give the, the listeners a little more about your background and, and what you're doing right now in real estate. Yes, as as you mentioned, I mean, I emigrated. Uh, it's been a long time. In 1996, I came over from on the boat, or actually the plane from Denmark, and uh, been like in you know IT and um, telecommunication pretty much for the last 20 some years. And then a few years ago, I was like, you know, this is a great business. You know, it's good pay, but it's also a job. And if I decided to stop working one day, there would be you know the income would stop coming. So I was like. I really need to change. I really need to do something different here because this is just kind of the, the, you know, the rat race, as people would call it. So a few years ago, I was like, you know, what can I do to kind of really do something that would create more generational wealth, create some passive income and everything else? And um, I, you know, after studying, I realized that real estate was probably the best vehicle that a lot of people had found that that's a really a strong way to get into generating that, that wealth and that long-term income. And, um, so I just, you know, decided that, hey, it's time for me to, to shift into that and, and start building a portfolio. So that's what I kind of got going here and going on in about three years ago when I, when I started down this path. Yeah. And so what was it that kind of made you think of real estate or kind of opened your mind to the, you know, real estate or, or had you, you know, thought about it for a long time? No, it was really, you know, I had, I had thought about for a while, what are these, what are the options I can do to kind of become more independent and, and really, you know, get some passive income. And I think like a lot of people, you know, you start to kind of explore what's out there. And I, I stumble across a bunch of podcasts. I mean, like, you know, somebody like you provides a lot of value to people like, huh, so I live the podcast. Like, wow, this is a very interesting model to get into. And, and, and I realized, you know, so many people have gotten, I really built some a strong, you know, portfolio through that vehicle. And um, so I started listening to some podcasts, read the books, you know, it's like everybody else starts, you know, read them, risk that poor dad and, and just start really to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an analytical person. So I just really dug into it, started understanding numbers, starting to see, you know, how to evaluate properties and so forth. So that's, that was the shift I had. And I was like, I got to build something for myself, not just for the person I'm working for. You know? So, I'd like to talk about just that shift that, you know, that we discussed from the employee mindset to the entrepreneur mindset, you know, and, and maybe, you you know, help elaborate on that a little bit, like, you know, from being an employee to an entrepreneur, which I feel like so many people can relate to, you know, is that a, something you plan to permanently do? And, and, you know, I guess, what does that look like right now? 
Well, there's no, I can't put the cat back in the box, if you will. I mean, it's, uh, that ship has sailed. There's like my, I really changed who I am as a person after realizing that a lot of people just go to work because that's what we learn through school. You know, it's like, hey, get an education, get, you know, become a doctor, lawyer, IT professional, go get a job and work for somebody else. And if you save your money by the time you're 65 or 70, you can retire and live on the beach for the rest of your life. I've come to realize there's a lot of flaws in that philosophy because, you know, tomorrow if your company is not doing well, you can be laid off and be just on your own. And if you haven't saved any money, you'll have any other way of generating income. You just have to struggle to find a new job if that's it. And you really just, I think a lot of people think that that's security. You're secure if you have that job. In reality, you, you have no more security than what your employer's business is, you know, what's going on there. And, you know, I mean, I've gone through so many changes, you know, outsourcing to other countries and just disruption in technology and everything else that things just really change very quickly. And you don't really have a lot of security in your job anymore. You know, so we really have to kind of figure out how can you as a person generate income outside of relying on somebody else's giving you a paycheck every couple of weeks, you know? So that was, that was just that shift. And I was like, okay, how do I move into that personally? You know, I didn't want to go out and create a huge complicated business and start something up from scratch because that was just be something that I'm not trying to create, you know, the next Facebook or something like that, because that would just be way too much an effort that I'm not willing to put in to generate. I'm not looking for this huge thing. I'm just basically trying to just create some income that can supplement and eventually take over what I'm currently doing. Nice. And 82 units, that's a pretty good side (laughs) hustle. So, you know, tell us about, uh, you know, from the employee to entrepreneur, you know, you're moving into being an entrepreneur, you change that mindset, uh, which many of us have have gone through, you know, I mean, I was raised the same way, you know, get a good job and that was just what we're kind of taught in school, right? You got to get an education and get a good job. And then you're, you wait for that pension, right? Or you wait for that retirement, yeah. you know, to actually be able to live. And so, so anyway, uh, you know, moving into the entrepreneurial mindset has been a big thing for me as well. But, you know, tell us about, you know, when you started purchasing, you know, you finally pulled the trigger, you said, okay, you know, I'm going to buy a property. And then, uh, you know, from the first property to building your team and what that looks like now. Yeah. So, you know, I have a tendency to kind of like, I do some research and then I take action. I know a lot of people get stuck in that analysis paralysis. Like, okay, well, I had some money saved up and, you know, so, and the first thing I really did, I reached out to somebody that I know in my local community that I know have invested in real estate. It's like, Hey, you know, can I buy you a coffee? Let's sit down and talk about this. And he was like, just sat down like, Hey, these are just the things you should look at. This is how you analyze it. And then the best thing that really happened to me at the question, a very powerful question that uh, I asked him is like, who do you know that I should know? And he's like, hmm, okay, yeah, we need to call this and this guy and, you know, this broker and he'll help you out. He had, you know, worked closely with him. So I was like, you know, I called this broker and, uh, you know, I started small. I got a, I found a fourplex, you know, and within a couple of months, we bought a small fourplex and, uh, and this broker really helped me out. And he's an older gentleman and likes to help new investors to get started. So, you know, so me and this gentleman, we, we kind of hit it off and uh, bought a couple of fourplexes and 11, an 11 unit property within the first six months, just through savings I had, you know, on the market. I mean, this stuff is not that expensive. So I had the capital to do that. And then the next interesting thing, then about a year later, we, um, 
I found this 38 unit property that looked interesting. So me and the broker and a couple of friends, we actually decided to buy it together and uh, actually kind of do a joint venture on that. So very quickly, I went from just buying stuff for myself to getting more people involved into into the deal. Okay, so a few things though there that we needed to talk about. So like this person that you you went to and you asked these questions to, you know, about you ask, I like how you said you ask him, who do you know that I should know? Right. But even before that, how did you meet this person? How did you develop that relationship or meet him? <laughs> that was from a different common interest we have. I'm a cyclist and he's a cyclist and he runs a local event that I've been participating in for years. So I knew him as from a totally different world when somebody said, well, you got to go and talk to this gentleman. He knows stuff. And I was like, hey, can I buy you some dinner? And I did. And and I really think, you know, I think it's a lot to do with, do you have a scarcity or an abundance mindset, right? Are you, are you trying to hold stuff close to yourself and not sharing with anybody because you're afraid of competition? Are you afraid of stuff's going to take, people are going to take stuff away from you? Or do you really want to share because if you help somebody, you know, what goes around comes around, right? So, you know, he has, he really helped me out and, and uh, just said, you know, hey, this is how you look at, this is how you analyze the property real quickly and, and so forth. And, uh, and we created a great relationship and we have some business ideas now that we may go into together and stuff like that. So just that abundance mindset. And that's what I've really found in this business is people are really willing to share. They want to help other people. And if they don't, I, I don't waste my time with them. You know, I'm just like, hey, we're here to help each other. We're here to grow. We're here to create wealth for our families and so forth. So you knew this gentleman before you had decided to get into real estate. I did. Yeah, I knew him before. I didn't really know much about his business. And I realized he had, you know, a couple hundred units by himself, you know, it's like, wow, that's impressive. How did you do this? And, and we just kind of walked through that whole thing, you know, and uh, so that's just been a great conversation. And uh, so we basically we meet on a regular basis. Now we have our own little kind of mastermind going. And so that's, that's an awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's so valuable. You know, I, I just like to point out too that like you never know who you're talking to. I mean, you never know how you're going to be able to provide value to them and them to you sometime down the road. Just like you had no idea, you know, that this gentleman was going to help you launch your real estate business, you know, and help really be a mentor. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was, that's been amazing. And since then, I've like, if people have questions like, hey, let's grab a coffee. I'll talk about what I'm doing. You know, let me, what can I do to help you to kind of pay it forward, right? To just make sure that other people can learn and grow as I have. So you... You bought a couple fourplexes and, and an eleven unit, is that right? That's correct. And then yeah. you know, then quite a few months go by, and then you find a thirty-eight unit. And so the thirty-eight unit, I guess, tell us a little bit about uh, how did you feel prepared or ready to do a thirty-eight unit from what you had already done? Yeah, you know, obviously, and we want to get into the partnership side of that as well. So you know, I realized when the first couple of smaller properties I bought, I I may not one hundred percent have known what I was doing. They were small enough that I didn't feel too worried about it. Then, so I actually started really educating myself, getting into a coaching program, surrounding myself with people that really know what, and really just getting the right education because real estate is not super complicated. There's some very key things you need to know. And if you do those things right, your chance of success is much higher, right? So I got into some coaching. I joined a you know, group that really has helped me grow and stuff like that. So, so I felt like, okay, I wanted to grow bigger. Because I knew, you know, there's a limit to how you can scale on an individual basis. Yeah, you can save money and buy properties. It'll take a very long time, but it's totally fine too. If that's, you know, that's what you want to do. I was a little bit more impatient and I wouldn't use that word, but I wanted to grow a little quicker. So I had found this property. It was actually, you know, it was actually listed on LoopNet and I, I presented it to, I looked at it and it was like a good price and I presented it to my broker and he said, yeah, I, 
you know, he's, even though he's 72 years old and owns a lot of stuff himself, he's like, oh yeah, I want more and I want to grow. So we looked at it and it was a heavy value add property. And um, so, but we realized he had a team that could really help with the renovation and I could bring some capital to the table and stuff like that. So we decided that would be a good partnership. So it's kind of out of the box a little bit, you know, talking about partnering with your broker and, and just some friends. And, and, you know, I hear that, I guess, more often, but I think a lot of people don't think about, you know, that broker and him being a partner as opposed to just trying to sell you the property or help you buy a property, you know, and so they're wanting to make some money too, right? And a lot of them don't, I feel anyway, that they, they don't really see the long-term game in real estate sometimes. They're just like sell after sell after sell and they kind of get in this grind, you know. But sometimes, uh, you know, you can find one that really understands the, you know, owning some equity in that property could be a, a big change, you know, from just going sell to sell to sell and creating some passive income. So, you know, was this the same broker that you had purchased the first few properties with? Yeah, same guy, you know, he's a, he's a broker, he has a property management company, he has got a, he has a virtually integrated company that does um, property management, you know, rehab, maintenance and everything else. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. And so, you know, his interests were obviously aligned with if he got into this property, he also knew that his company was going to help rehab and all this stuff, you know, so his interests were aligned with ours, right? So it's just been a good kind of a good synergy there that way, you know. Yeah, I like that. So you, you've had a year really of, of building a relationship with him. You've done a couple of deals with him. And then, you know, this one comes up and you know that he has an alignment of interest because he can help on what the management side and the rehab side, all those things that you talked about. And so that, anyway, that's, that's really, it's just clever, to, you know, to bring them in the deal as well. And then who were the other partners? So I brought on, you know, as I changed my, like, I'm not an IT guy anymore. Well, I am, but my real passion is real estate. So I started talking to other people that I have in the, you know, friends I have in the community. Again, you know, cycling is my big passion too. And, you know, I would say to people like, Hey, you know, I've been investing in real estate. And if I ever find a deal that makes sense, are you interested in stuff like that? And Several people was like, yes, yeah, for sure, right? And then this deal, I had, I had looked at a couple other deals that I may, that looked promising, didn't pan out. So I had already talked to them and said, you know, hey, this is what it's going to look like and this is what the numbers may be and, and stuff like that. And then when this deal came up, I said, hey, this is an interesting deal. It's going to be, it's heavy value add. So it'll take a while before we can get good income on it. But I also think the price you're buying it at and the rehab, you know, it's going to be good growth of equity in this deal. And it was actually, I mean, I'm not being a person to go out and ask ask people for money, if you will. But it was it was actually relatively easy. You know, I just partnered with a couple of friends, and they're like, "Yeah, here's the money, and uh, you know, we trust that you know what you're doing. We trust this guy that you're going to work with, and uh, you know, let's do this thing." You know, so. So once again, it goes back to those relationships, right? That you, Absolutely. That you've built over a period of or a long period of time, most likely. Yeah, and I think people, you know, they want to get into real estate. They want to raise money. They want to do th- stuff. And you can't just come out and I don't think you can just come and say, hey, one day, oh, I got this deal. Are you interested? You have to build that credibility, that trust, that just so people know what you're doing, right? And said, hey, you know, this is what I've been doing. And just slowly, just anybody who wants to listen, just talk to them about it, right? And it takes some time. And I've, you know, done it for, you know, three years. So everybody, every chance I get, I just mention what, what my passion is and what I'm doing. It probably comes out in conversation about cycling, right? You know, just because that's something you're passionate about. And, and I think real estate kind of has to be the same way. You got to let people know what you're doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would rather sit down and talk about cycling and real estate than IT and telecommunication that I've done for 20 some years, right? So absolutely. So Jens, you know, thinking about the first part of our conversation, we we're talking about going from just the mindset shift, right? The way we were raised, thinking, you know, get the good job, all those things, you know, and then learning about just the entrepreneurial mindset. You know, so I wanted to ask you, though, you know, somebody that's listening right now that's kind of on that fence or uh, was raised the same way, you know, thinking that way, you know, what advice would you tell them? You know, maybe they're thinking about starting out in multifamily uh, or, you know, in syndication. And, uh, you know, what advice would you tell them? You know, I think get some education, you know, either read a bunch of books, listen to a bunch of podcasts like yours, just really get, understand the basics. Because as I mentioned, it's not difficult, but there's some very key things you want to understand. I would definitely go multifamily. I have no question that multifamily is the right path versus single family or anything like that, just because of the scale and everything else. You know, and then really, you know, start networking, go to your local meetup, go to your whatever RIAs you have in your local area, and then really just start surrounding yourself with people that are doing, you know, kind of, you know, I, I hate to use this word, but elevate your peer group, find these people that are already doing what you want to do and ask them questions, buy them coffee, buy them lunch, and just say, you know, how do you get started, you know, and try to add value. You know, sometimes they may have a way that you have some skills that they, that they need to grow their business and you can help them. And in return, you know, they'll maybe mentor you. Don't go and ask, what do you want to, do you want to be my mentor? Cause like, no, I mean, that's, that's just kind of, no, just kind of, Create a relationship, be that person and really show enthusiasm, being enthusiastic around it and really just say, you know, hey, what can I do to add value, to grow myself and help somebody else? And I think that's really where it, it comes in, you know, and, and just be passionate. Just talk about it all the time. Anybody you meet. I think it's neat that you already knew your mentor before you got into real estate. You know? <laughs> just randomly. <right? laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you never know, you know, who those people are. But what would you say some of your buying criteria right now? You know, like, what are you looking for? What are some key things that say, okay, this is a deal I want to pursue or not? Just kind of high level. Yeah. So basically, you know, what we look at are cash on cash returns on, you know, 8 to 10% that we can return to our investors. You know, if I buy it myself, if I have a bit of a longer term, you know, I want something I can hold for 20 years, I may be a little bit more patient and said, okay, I can see that this area is growing, whatever, and I'll take maybe, you know, slightly lower return up front, but have an opportunity to grow it over time. If I'm getting investors involved, you know, yeah, that that good be able to pay the investors seven or eight percent and then, you know, return an internal rate of return of seventeen, eighteen percent over a you know, five to seven year hold time. Still, you know, I think right now the value add, you know, kind of a B B minus C kind of workforce type housing is where I think there's still opportunities. But you know, as you know, it's it's really hard to find those properties right now. So it takes a lot of networking. It takes a lot of looking at deals and really understanding does this make sense? You know, what's been the hardest part of this the real estate business for you so far? I think it's getting out of my comfort zone. You know, I'm a, as I mentioned, IT guy. I've been sitting behind a computer for so many years that actually being out there and reaching out to people, just kind of that whole. I don't know, networking is the right word, but just the outreach habit and, and, and really connecting with people. So, I mean, just becoming a much more outgoing type person, that's been a challenge for sure. You know, because sometimes you feel, if you call a broker, well, who are you from Joe that's calling the next day, right? You know, and just really creating those, those relationships. But as I also mentioned, 
once you start connecting with people, people want to share, people want to give back and people are open. And if they're not, then just move on to the next person. It's not, it's not personally. It's just, it's, it's just business and, and just get over it and move forward. So, you know, getting into the real estate business and I mean, you really have to put yourself out there like you're talking about, don't you? You have to, if you're comfortable, then you're probably not growing or, right. you know, you're not really growing until you're uncomfortable or really uh, stretching yourself a little bit. And so it sounds like, you know, maybe you're more introverted and, and so you've had to work to be more extroverted or being able to reach out to people. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's just getting outside your comfort zone and, you know, there's that idea of, you know, if you continue to do the same thing, you continue to stay within your comfort zone, you're never going to grow, right? And I think it's, that's really a key thing to understand is, you know, that, that your amazing life is on the other side of discomfort, you know? So really push yourself, really just go out there. And it may be a little bit uncomfortable up front, but hey, what's the worst thing that can happen? You get a no, and that's not, it's not a reflection on your personality or on yourself. It's just that didn't work out with this person. Well, there's, many other people that you can then talk to and reach out to. And then maybe the next one is going to be your, is just going to have that amazing breakthrough. I like that. You said your amazing life is on the other side of this comfort. Yeah. And this is a quote that I did not come up with. And I don't know, I don't know who, where it came from exactly. I was going to give you credit for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Jens, what, what is a, a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? It's really about, you know, creating systems. And I'm reading this book right now, The E-Myth, Gerber, I think. And that idea of the technician who tries to start his own business and realize that he wants to be in control, really have to try to don't do stuff that you're not good at, you know, outsource stuff that, or, I mean, outsource, I mean, hand that over to other people that can do, you know, your accounting, your taxes, you know, uh, if you're doing, you know, let's say you're doing direct mail, you hire some VAs to do that, you know. So that's still a process I'm building and working on because I initially, I wanted to do it all myself because I'm, I want to understand all aspects of it, but I am slowly moving some of these pieces out to other people because I know how to do it, I can explain it and then, and then move on to the core stuff that I can really you know, grow with myself. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to have to have you back to talk about these systems and talk about how you created a team and, and the capital raising part too that we discussed in the beginning. But unfortunately, we're about out of time, but just a couple more questions. Jens, what, what is the uh, number one thing that's contributed to your success? It is a daily routine. I get up early in the morning. I spend some time with some exercise, meditating, doing some um, journaling, and then just kind of set out the goals for the day. Basically, be deliberate about what's going to happen today instead of there's another quote that I don't know where it came from. That idea of the person, if you don't have a plan, the first person that you meet that day is going to set you, make the plan for you. So really be deliberate about what you're going to achieve today. And so plan, just being, that's really the biggest thing that I have learned. Hmm. If you don't have a plan, the first person you meet is going to make the plan for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's really clever. No, if you don't have a, that's, and it's really a mindset thing. And if you're, if your mind isn't already just in gear of what's going to happen that day of what you're going to succeed or going to, going to accomplish, I should say, yeah, you're going to be swayed too easy, right? You'll just react to whatever comes your way. And, you know, your boss runs in and say, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And say, okay, that's fine. I'll do it after I've done this that I had planned to do today. Right. So, and how do you like to give back? You know, as I mentioned earlier, I've, I've been, you know, in a coaching and training program for several years now, and now I've actually started to do kind of my own coaching. So, because 
I feel like I've you know learned a lot. So if I can give back and help other people to grow quicker and and become more successful, that's that's really one of my passions too. Is like you know coaching people and and anybody who wants to you know sit down and talk about real estate, I'm I'm just super excited about that. You know, so just helping people grow and become a better invested himself that's that's really my passion and, and something that i like love to do that's awesome you know the last question obviously tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you yeah so my email is yens that's spelled j-e-n-s at opendoorscapital.com and my website is opendoorscapital.com and if anybody want to anybody wants to get on a free call they can go to my website opendoorscapital.com slash call and they can schedule a free call with me, you know, just chat about real estate, cycling, anything else. So that's just my way of just providing value to anybody that's interested. Wow. Thanks so much, Jens, for opening the door for, uh, you know, people to call and or schedule a call with you. That's it's a lot of value there. And I hope the listeners will take you up on that. And also hope the listeners will go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me, as well as go to our Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show, so we can all learn from experts like Jens and, and grow our business together. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.